Hello, Pip. What are you up to at the the moan? Oh, I see. What have you been doing since Friday at the time of recording? <laughs> What's that boinging noise? More to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 We're 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 currently playing Animal Crossing mm-hmm. in our living room, which is one of the the forms of uh, socialization that we can do. I've just seen a balloon, and I would like to pop it, but I'd also like to continue introducing what we're doing, <laughs> which is basically just having a chat about Animal Crossing, which we've both been playing quite a lot of. Um, while you get to enjoy the the background wibbling mm. of the animals and indeed the the crossing. You'll either find it adorable or really, really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Hopefully you'll at least know early. Mm. This is me running on the beach. That was me popping a balloon. Oh, I think yours is a lot quieter than mine. Mm, as it should be. Mm. Anyway, so... I just found so- a teacher's <laughs> desk. That balloon was carrying a teacher's desk. Wow, that's um, that's a lot of responsibility from balloon. <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility that I definitely shouldn't have. So, yeah, we're going to use this next X amount of time just to kind of talk about our impressions of uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons and our new first impressions of whatever it is Pip's just seen. Well, I also have just seen a balloon, so I'm just going <laughs> to wait for that to get over land and then I can uh, I can try and figure out you can hear the the huffing noise of a balloon mm, the distant huffing of a balloon not to be confused mm, mm. with the underground uh wibbling of a cricket yeah that's quite a good desk actually it says teacher's desk but i'm just going to call that a desk <laughs> well so i've just shot I'm a present desk. down from the sky and nice. it is clay Great. five pieces of clay i got i've had some good hauls from balloons today i'm not gonna lie do you know what, though? Mm. I found, uh, I think it might have been from a, a bottle that washed up on the beach, mm. uh, a recipe that involved clay and weeds. So I am just going to vault over the river to um, my wildflower meadow and pick up a few weeds so that I can make myself uh, a nice little thingy. Um, but... Would you like to maybe have a little visit after that? Yes, or I will. Or would you like to talk a bit about, you know, the broad strokes of the well, island life? I thought I would talk a little bit about the broad strokes of island life um, for the benefit of listeners. Sorry, that was a waterfall I was walking past. Good to know. <laughs> um, because, yeah, so... Uh, I'm not crossing New Horizons came out on Friday. Everyone in the universe appears to be playing it because it's... It really couldn't have come out at a better time, I think, for a lot of different people in a lot of different circumstances. Uh, this is the new sort of full Animal Crossing game for the Switch and the first new Animal Crossing game in quite a while, right? Not exempting Animal... Uh, exempting... Um, I mean, Pocket Camp's Pocket Camp. been a couple of years now, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's actually not as fresh as it feels to people like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and obviously, for, for some important context... Um, you, Pippa, are an extremely hardcore Animal Crossing mm. player. You've been playing Animal Crossing 
for your entire life. You live in Animal Crossing. <laughs> you you dress like an Animal Crossing character. I will say I am dressed as mm. my Animal Crossing character from a couple of days ago. And you can only maintain this form of speech for a certain amount of time before reverting to uh, how you'd rather speak. Mm, yeah. um, <laughs> with your, your bibbles. So, yeah, so I'm just kind of interested in getting your first impressions. Obviously, I, I, I'm assuming that it's going well because uh, I... This is where you live now. <laughs> I mean, I love it so much. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the greatest experience of the last few days. I mean, to mm. be fair, that's got such a low bar right now. Mm. Um, yeah, and and also, I just want to say before we we go any further, like, I genuinely hope everyone on in the community is staying safe and staying indoors and finding really cool games and little things to to occupy themselves and, mm. and sending love to all of you. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much likewise. I mean, it's so maybe to take a broad attack, like what is it about animal crop? Because it doesn't surprise me. Like were, were circumstances different? I still suspect that I'll, you would have lost this weekend to Tom Nook's Island getaway regardless. I mean, I think that's yeah. probably a safe bet. So what is it about animal crossing um, for you that makes it such a, a, a thing I, I can speak I can speak and talk to a dodo at the same time shut up <laughs> I am um, I, I think it's because well part of it is because um, there's just so much attention to detail it makes me feel like the people who made the game care a, mm. a, about some similar things that I do in a weird way you know like um if you collect insects and give them to the museum curator, who's an owl who happens to be terrified of insects, um, he will then give you a fact about the insect, and and it's really lovely, and it it tells me that rather than you know disappear into lore or just have it as a checkbox, these are you know these are lovingly mm. rendered creatures, and and it tells you a little bit about them, and um, yeah, just. There's so much that rewards you just spending quiet time and letting time go past and mm. just being in the moment and, and watching butterflies go past or, or discovering lovely little touches that people have added. Like in previous games, holes that you dug in the ground were essentially little walls that you couldn't get past. But here, if you if you run up against them um, for, for a couple of seconds or walk up against them, your character jumps over them and it's just such a lovely little animation that took me by surprise the first time it happened. And mm. just, you know, your character jumps in the way that a kid jumping into a puddle jumps as well. And mm. it's just so lovely. Yeah, it's, it's, I think compared to something like that would be its equivalent on PC, uh, Shadji Valley, Particularly, mm. I do love how um, how I know that Stardew Valley isn't also kind of enormously wholesome and kind of comforting, but I think Animal Crossing. There's so many things about it that make it feel welcoming and uh, sort of, I guess, um, sort of hand curated to kind of put you in a particular mood. Mm. Right? It's sort of the definition of comfort. I think, like it's it's in, in, even in the sense of like so you know for my own part, this is the first Animal Crossing that I've played seriously mm-hmm. and. You know, even to that extent, like, um, I'm sort of struck by 
like how easy it is to just sort of do as much or as little as you want of the kind of the various tasks of Animal Crossing and I appreciate we haven't necessarily explained them in, in any detail for people who have no idea what we're talking about but essentially that amounts to gathering materials doing some gardening collecting bugs and fish um, well, it's a little life sim that yeah. moves along at the same pace as a real world calendar broadly and, yeah. and so yeah and then over time, but I guess what I'm saying is, you know, even even with my limited experience of it, I can tell that I'm initiating the start of a loop or a journey for the game that's very familiar to people, like mm. getting the same sort of familiar things, establishing the museum, the shop, you know, getting this sort of thing built up. And mm. obviously little details change and little interactions get added. But in that regard, it actually reminds me, these couple of days have reminded me a little bit of the start of a new Pokemon game, which is already also kind of heavily ritualized. Like, we start a new Pokemon game. I think Nintendo are kind of unique in this regard, I think, of uh, making games that are sort of repeat the same structure with embellishments and make that kind of comforting and, you know, welcoming uh, and sort of wholesome thing rather than a sort of, oh, they've they've done it all again, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't... And I don't say that because that's a criticism you'd ever level at that more that I find it interesting that you never would level that criticism at it, that you get delight from the little things that have changed mm. and enjoy the journey of going back over sort of processes and steps um, mm. that you've been that you've been over before. It's weird. I've found myself, like... I, I suddenly realised this morning, I'm not the mayor of mm. this place. That was weird. Yeah, Cause, not yet. I mean, I, I was noticing it in the intro because when you move in, the... Um, it's you and two other little animal villagers and the Nook family. Mm. Um, so uh, Tom Nook and his nephews Timmy and Tommy. Um, and then in the um, in the in, in my town it, or my island rather, I've got Frita, who is the um, the hamburger meal themed sheep, <laughs> <laughs> which is. Conceptually very confusing, but mm. I love her very much. So her like her wool is kind of like it, it's fringed, but it, the fringing looks like fries, <laughs> and her back looks like a little um, sesame seeded bun in a really <laughs> weird way. But then her tummy looks like a hot dog with condiments on it. So who even knows? Yep, it's a, um, it's a brand. It's a brand. <laughs> and then there's Hamlet, who's a little jockey hamster. So, um, but he's um, he's uh, a character that I've I've known for a long time. Frita's actually somebody that I've um, I've heard of in other Animal Crossing iterations, but I've never managed to to bump into her or get her to come to my town. So this is very exciting. That is very good. Mm. I have uh, Lyman, who is a uh, a lime coloured uh, deadbeat koala who likes to weightlift. Nice. And I have Mira, who is either a superhero or a luchador. I can't tell which one. I think a superhero. Mm. Um, Rabbit. Yeah, she's the yellow and red one. Yeah, who's into rock and roll. So it's a good set. (laughs) She's in pocket camp. I think she's at my camp at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Actually, she lives on my island. Wow. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's... I think the other thing that's really struck me about it, because obviously, like, I think there's a lot of reasons why people would flock to a game that's about gentle progression running around outside and sort of like low peril, you know, uh, sort of social time at the moment. Mm. What, what is that? 
Oh, you're making something. I am crafting. Mm. I made a potted ivy. And I am making a spare one for you. So um, I'm just going to keep crafting uh, Mm. and do that. Can you open up... Can you go... When you have a second, can you talk to a dodo? Yes, About me visiting. I mean, yes. Sorry. Thank you. Which is the... Just yes, it's fine. Yes. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's a lot of reasons why people would flock to it. But I don't think it's just the present circumstances. Like I think one thing that's genuinely really impressed me about um, playing this, and I suspect that they've gotten better at this and better at this over time because it's always been good. But like the the localization is great. Like it is for a game that is you know extremely kid friendly, and I'm kind of jealous that I was you know I didn't get into animal. Well, I don't think there was Animal Crossing when I was when I was a kid. Mm. Um, it's also really wittily written in a way that um, is just very, very rewarding. It feels like... Did you know that one of the writers of Dota 2 is... Yes. Uh, I think I told you that last week. You did, yeah. Or, uh, the other well, day. Well, and, and that is the common ground, actually, is, is um, you know, Dota 2 had a weirdly packed writer's room that just resulted in a lot of people writing puns about wizards. <laughs> um, and this game is weirdly have some of the same people in a packed writer's room that is just lots of puns about fish and bugs. Orville is um, gonna gonna let you in, by the way. Okay. Um, oh. just, uh, I love the dodos. I do. The dodos like, might be my favourite as well. It's weird though, because the dodos uh, operate Dodo Airlines, which is how they fly, mm. which is amazing. Um, I believe they are Wilbur and Orville, because obviously, mm-hmm. great. Um, and so what they're doing is uh, there's one behind a little desk in, a, in the airport. Pippington Airport is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's so cute. He's so flustered every time I ask him to do anything. But he does his best and it's the greatest thing. Um, I like their little salutes. Like. They're very good. Yeah, because then, yeah, when um, when the one who's gonna gonna fly the plane comes along, and then they salute each other, and it's oh, it's so good. But um, also, uh, the interesting thing for for me as a long time player of the franchise is that um, Orville also is the one who operates the postal system now. The hmm. post actually is. Um, is accessed as a as a postcard stand in the in the airport, and so you can send uh, postcards out to people. But that means that, like, so for me, it's really odd not having um, the pelicans, mm. the the postal pelicans uh, around, because there's Pete who delivers the post usually, and Pelly and Phyllis who are the sort of the happy day worker and the grumpy night. A uh, postal worker, mm. and um, yeah, I really miss Phyllis, especially. Oh, someone's on their way. It might be me. You get to see how incredibly um, loose I have become. Oh dear! Since my retirement, have you gone full, like? Uh, I've gone seventies uh, adult magazine editor. <laughs> no, I, I, I that's that's far luder than I would like. Um, no, I, I like to think that I've gone. <laughs> Um, middle-aged woman who murdered her husband in a 20s murder mystery. Oh, good. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I like, I I have, I've gotten away, like, I paid for this island with, Mm. with murder money. I'm not going to lie. Got a sort of a silk robe and and a, um, well, you'll see when I arrive in your airport very, very momentarily. Oh. So I've got your flight information. It says, uh, passenger, down and out producer, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) The title system, which allows you to make little titles out of modular parts, is very good. Yes. 
what am I at the moment? Oh my goodness. I've just stepped into Pip's airport. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, so Chris is basically wearing, um, so there is a, a head wrap, uh, a jeweled head wrap that you've also got, uh, wrap around shades mm-hmm. and you've got possibly the most 70s bathrobe <laughs> i have ever seen well thank you because there's two details here one is the wrap around shades i am wearing because i was stung by some wasps earlier oh nice. so they hide my bad eye do you want so, me to see if i can get you some medicine no that's fine <laughs> i quite enjoy this because it looks like I'm, uh, the other thing i would accept is like um sort of is like 40s uh, i've got an ocarina too by the way oh is like 40s or yeah, 50s well, we can when I finish my story um, 40s or 50s uh, film star who is quote unquote scare quotes incognito oh I see off, yes. uh, in an offset in France and therefore wearing a turban and wraparound shades but has a huge hangover which is why I'm wearing the shades um, the the bathrobe I'm now uh, hitting you with a, a net, net yeah because I won't show up <laughs> the bathrobe uh, I I designed in the um the the creative editor which is great it's just a little pixel art tool which allows you to make patterns for wallpaper and oh, clothes and you've things. got the pockets on as yeah well. you drew the pockets so nice. on oh so hang on let's uh, let's get a photo what? let's get a photo okay well side. i also drew oh yeah yours is great my, uh, what are you wearing pip thing well i i thought you could describe yeah me, given that so um, you have a little uh, blue flower on your hair you are wearing a jumper with a happy looking goose on it with some jeans and, and yellow wellies. It's very good. You have... You would wear this in real life. Chris, And I the... wish I would wear this in real life. <laughs> Stay still. Oh, I just sorry. got, like, two photos of... One is you facing in the completely the wrong direction, and one is you running out of frame. <laughs> so at least it's very accurate to yeah, life. Oh, now you've run out of frame. My photo. Well, uh, there we go. Hang on. I need to set it to frame and date so it looks like a photo from the 90s. I need okay. to set it to film. And then I can take the picture. Marvellous. Excellent. Like, I do, I, I worry that there might be something mildly culturally appropriative about my dress. It's one of the reasons I added the pockets to make it clear it was a dressing gown, oh, not I a see. caftan. Mm. Um, but I, then I did, I, um, I just kind of uh, realised that I, I, I love wearing caftans, so I just <laughs> changed it to, I called it a caftan anyway. Mm. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Do you, I've got do you this like head wrap from a balloon. I do. We should explain Pips. So the I think you tweeted a picture of this, but as you I enter uh, Pips Village, Pippington, you, <laughs> you you hit a wall of squid. Oh yeah. Um, in in aquarium tanks mm-hmm. with a sign that reads Seth Hello Pods, mm-hmm. which is very good. Well <laughs> it's done. It's got expert handwriting. Yeah, <laughs> not at all scribble. Because the yellow is quite <laughs> is quite faint. It, do, it does look to me like it says Seth Hellpods. Oh no! Oh dear! Maybe I should fix <laughs> Which that. Which is a doom thing. <laughs> the um, the uh, the pennants on the lampposts mm. as you come in are from the Pocket Camp kind of time. Oh, cool. So those are cool. Um, do you want to see what's happened to my island since you last came? Yes, came? I do. Mm. So this is. So yeah, I've just connected over the internet to Pip's Island and we're just running out. So I see you're waiting for a museum to be built as well. Mm-hmm. I've put it on the seafront, because why mm. not? So did I. Mm-hmm. We've got some coconut trees growing. Mm-hmm. So do I now. Yep. You put them in a similar place where I put mine. Well, I mean, the, yeah. you can only grow them on the beach. So. Well, I know, but it's it's the beach <laughs> to the left of the airport, so that, well, that is similar. Okay. That's where I got my cool beachfront hangout zone, incidentally. Uh, there's a bin. I put a bin next Great. to the museum. Yep. Um, and then if you follow me over 
to the right of the airport, you will see that there is also stuff on the beach. What do you think to that? Excellent. Well, yeah, beach barbecue is a strong choice. We've got some flowers here. I realised I could plant flowers on the beach as well, so I've tried to make it look like, you know, like those kind of sand dunes where you've got little shrubby weeds poking just through and stuff, which is really cool. Mm, nice. I'm just watering them for you. So, yeah, so, like... There's a... You've got a Stonehenge? Oh, yeah, that fell out of a balloon. you got a Stonehenge and a balloon? I did, and then I put my Animal Crossing Pocket Camp crossover. I, I, I think I saw a National Geographic documentary about that. <laughs> uh, oh, Frito, look, Frito's here. See? Yep, yep, that is a... That's that is a, a fast food themed sheep, all right. Oh, it is. Um, but anyway, weird about so, that. <laughs> so next to the Stonehenge is the uh, fortune cookie stand because I thought tourism, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, you. Can I grew push up it. very close to Stonehenge. So this is very accurate. Oh, there's company over, so I can't move it. But mm. if you push it, then um, the uh, the the wheels turn. It's as if you're actually pushing a little cart. Which That's very is good. Very cute. I've put my my nook shop on the mm, on the still, beachfront as well. Still saving up enough metal for mine. Oh really? Mm. Mm. And then there's a little campfire that I wasn't sure what to do with. So do you have baths in a tub the by the sea? Oh, that's my laundry area. Oh, I, see. I put it on the rocks because then I thought I could bash my clothes clean on the on the rocks, like I remember in stories from mm, when I was like child. in the film The Lighthouse. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's not that doesn't. No, and then there's a little lookout point where there are stone uh, stone stools that we can sit on and look out to sea and enjoy the mm-hmm. the evening, um, and also where you can kind of just I, I guess keep watch for Gulliver Trashbird mm. as uh, as he stamps around waiting for his crew to come pick him up. Has his crew come pick him up now? Yeah, he was here yesterday. Mm. I think he was here yesterday for pretty much everyone who wasn't yeah. fiddling with their clock. The time travellers. What do you feel about time travel? So for clarity, Animal Crossing uses a real system clock uh, and things progress day by day and you can't, you know, things take time. So we're both waiting for the museum at the moment. That'll be ready tomorrow. Um, which is kind of proto-MMO daily quests, really, um, given Animal Crossing has always been like this. Um, but obviously people use the... Some people use the manual changes to the system clock to uh, skip forwards in time to play the game at their own pace. How do you feel about this, Pip? Um, I don't feel too... Ah, oh, you're enjoying the hay bale bed. Mm, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't feel too strongly one way or the other. I think the only point where it seems to impact me at all is um, if I go and visit a friend and they've clearly, you know, yeah. messed around a bit and... And that's not me judging them. It's more just that I don't want to see too far ahead. Or, yeah, right. You know, I, I want to to find things out at my own pace. And so if somebody is... Um, it reminds me a little bit of when I played um, World of Warcraft for the first time and somebody, uh, a really, really lovely friend who just, you know, who wanted to show me what later stuff was like. Um, I got into their motorbike sidecar and they drove me around, but it, it meant that I kind of saw everything. There yeah. was, and, and then I didn't really know what to do once I was back at beginning Island or, you know, mm, yeah, right. Hogger going high. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously like right now it feels a bit strange because I, I also don't really want things spoiled for me. Um, I mean, spoilers is a, maybe not the right term, but like, I'd like to discover things myself as well. And so I'm not in a rush to, like, you know, 
jump ahead and the moment I'm kind of take some comfort in the fact that there's a lot of people playing there's a lot of people sharing friend codes around jumping mm. and visiting each other's islands but most people are in these early days of the game so you know most you know, I'm kind of confident that if I go to your island or another friend's I'm not going to see something that's wildly ahead of where I'm at I but, think it's that thing of we're we're trying to a lot of us I think are trying to tread that fine line between you know you want to see what your friend's got that you haven't got in mm. the sense of, oh, you knocked a, a head wrap down from a balloon and I knocked a Stonehenge down. and mm. But those both come from having access to the same tools and just different luck. Yeah. Um, whereas, and, and I've actually got bamboo shoots that I picked up, but it, that, that was because I used an Air Miles ticket um, which is one of the little in-game reward currencies. Not a, it, none of these are microtransactions. They're just little yeah. in-game reward schemes. Um, and for the for the Nook Island ticket things, it takes you to a randomly generated um, mini foreign island. Foreign island, like a deserted island. Yeah, rather. like a generated um, little island space to run around. And the one that I happened to visit had bamboo mm. s- seeds, uh, bamboo shoots, and things on it. <laughs> that's me playing my ocarina in the background of Pip's game. Um, but that's stuff that you could have got, but you will maybe come to my island yeah. and say, "Ooh, what's that? that could I, really I like. have one?" Or, and it's interesting because that, that I think is where the really rewarding stuff lies. Like I think I think ultimately the spoiler feeling stuff won't be like it won't be sustainable to avoid it because eventually the player population will be massively distributed people mm. who buy the game in a year will be a year behind the people who are playing it now so it doesn't really at that point the sort of time travel stuff uh, doesn't count so it is weird i i because i i didn't realize that there was even an argument about whether or not time tra- time traveling was 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 good or bad or right or wrong it's been going on for as long as the franchise has yeah existed, right and I, I'm, I knew enough i didn't know that and i saw it this morning and uh, became aware of it this morning on twitter and the funny thing is i shouldn't care but initially i was like no time travel is complete bullshit these people are <laughs> breaking the natural law and I think it's because at the moment I, I'm getting specific value from the kind of sense of, you know, collective progress and, you know, um, you know, people having something to show or offer each other. And, oh, I just, what, I just found a, a football fish in the middle of the day. Oh, wow. Nice. This is like a anglerfish type dude. Um, so that's cool. You basically caught a ball with a light on. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, but like, you've got Do you want to come see my, um, yeah, and the gnome is pretending to play with building blocks. Excellent. Where are you, where are you? I'm at the top of the island. Um, if you vault over the river, you can come to my wildflower meadow. I've decided that as much as possible, I'm going to keep the bits beyond the initial spawn area. So basically you, you are, everyone I think was penned into a particular bit of the island so that they couldn't access Mm. the further reaches without being able to craft a little pole vault thing Um, and so but now that I can get over here I was delighted because I I did the usual Animal Crossing thing of of weeding Mm. my village but I actually I love how the weeds look in this game so I brought loads of them back from the other side of the island and I've decided to just let them grow free and so you know my my new flower seeds just in amongst them and and just Mm. keep it kind of wild I have uh, completely weeded my island because I do love tidying Mm. um 
I love the wind effect as well. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a beautiful looking game, really is. Um, My island spawned with oranges. Yeah, I wanted to mention that. So if people aren't familiar, I think I think I really like this this part of the design. Um, People aren't familiar. Your your seed for your island. So your island shape is generated with uh, obviously some conditions, like Pip just mentioned, that you'll be probably stuck to a particular part of it until you progress uh, down the crafting tree a little bit. It's your gift, by the way. Oh, oh, thank you. Mm. Excellent. Put that in my dressing gown. Potted ivy. Mm, got ivy in my dressing gown. That's a bad idea. <laughs> um, and um, I need that medicine. The um, uh, you know, so everyone has their island, but then also the sort of exact configuration of stuff you've got is sort of gently randomised. So I think there are six different fruit. Uh, it kind it of depends. Five plus coconuts. Um, yeah, there's pears, cherries, peaches, apples oranges, is... apples, and then there's the coconuts, yeah. and there's the bamboo. I don't yeah. know if there's more. I don't think so. I got the big prize but... for getting all of them earlier, and so... But yeah. in um, in Pocket Camp, actually, there's lychees and lemons and mm. grapes, which are sort of the, their... Elite fruit. Yeah, the ones Elite that you trade for. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and the idea over there is, you know, my island has apple trees, which means that in order to get orange trees, I need to go to visit someone else's island or have a visitor come to me and who has that fruit and get fruit from their tree and then dig a hole and plant it in my island so I can grow those trees. And so there's sort of some sort of like, I think these little points of difference are really nice because, you know, it is, it's ultimately a game about collecting gardening. So there are sort of two facets there. One is how much stuff do you have or what stuff do you have? And the other is what have you chosen to do with it? And I think one of the reasons that you don't, you're not only a person who plays a lot of this, these games, but also gets a lot out of them, is I think that kind of creativity comes quite naturally to you, mm. like coming up with creative uses for the props and things that you can find, like you the cephalopod <laughs> wall that we are now walking past. We could if this was a video because we that would have been perfectly timed. Um, whereas you know, um, you know, and that I think takes the edge off. You know, I think this is actually also true of your relationship with Pocket Camp as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Pocket Camp obviously is is more of a gacha game, like as in you know collecting a sort of endless parade of stuff and being mm-hmm. encouraged to uh, spend a lot of time and, and invest real money in, in in finishing collections of stuff. And I think um, I think there are some. I think well, I know you have a, a love hate relationship with that mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, but I think the reason you make it work is because you come up with really creative uses of the things that you are doing. So, you know, these games are creative sandboxes. But I really like that, you know, creativity is something that doesn't... I'm just going to craft a fishing rod, by the way. Cool. I am listening. Um, creativity in games is something that not everyone enjoys, not everyone finds it easy. You know, people are differently creative. Like, and, and Animal Crossing has different levels of that, from your ability to arrange furniture in a nice way, mm. to your ability to actually do pixel art, right? Like, the pixel yeah. art stuff is literally just doing pixel art, which... Is a is an artistic skill that not everyone's going to have. You can. Um, I'm not quite sure of the process. I know that I think Nintendo has said you'll be able to use QR codes from mm. um, New Leaf and things, which is the the process that um, let you share stuff from that game in this one. Mm. So um, that that will be cool. Um, but I, I haven't encountered whatever the system is. I'm assuming that It'll when the shop, um, when the, it, previously it was when you'd, um, 
fulfilled a bunch of slightly more advanced conditions in the in the uh, clothing shop that mm. you get access to then um then that stuff became available um right. at the moment i'm just you know experimenting with the 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 current things um it comes with a few um little designs that you can choose to either wear on clothes put on the floor as tiles which is how you get little welcome mats and mm. paths and things um you can also display them as you know art on easels and things and um wear them as clothing or face paint at this point so mm. that's kind of cool yeah i was gonna the thing i was gonna say was was that i think what i find interesting is like it's sort of i just found another football fish Oh, same you? same spot. Happened again. Where are I'm you? I'm on the east side of your island. Uh, oh, hello. like past your house. There yes. you go. It's just right here, right where I'm casting my line. Alright then. Um, I might try using some can of I my bait. Can I give bait. you one of these fish? I no. don't think so. No, I, I think can't. they're yours. Yeah, they're mine now. <laughs> um, but the reason I mention that is because I think there's a really nice. I think the the subtle randomization, even just things like what's the, what color is your phone? Your Nook phone. Uh, my Nook phone is green. Okay, green. so mine's green too. Uh, but like the color of your airport and your seaplane that takes you to other islands, all of that stuff is randomized as well. Mm. And uh, uh, I know a, a friend of Pod, uh, Leisha Hannigan, spent a lot of time sort of uh, rerunning that bit of generation to find the perfect set. At the same time, it kind of rewards you for just sort of discovering what it is your island's ha- going to happen to be like. Yeah. And I think I think that level of um, randomization is is nice because it adds an identity it basically gives you an identity for your space in the game mm. that supports whatever you choose to make on top of it which is a really nice as a way of giving people a way in because if the alternative which is true of other games like this sometimes is that you end up with a default that is more or less the same for everybody and a creative so, level I've top got of another squid <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> add it to the wall <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop rambling, but like there's, there's, um, I think there's something nice about having that immediate sense of identity for your own space and then being able to kind of flesh it out as much or as little as you like with your own kind of embellishments. I think it depends on the kind of player you are as well, because the other thing that I will say in defense of it, it, well, it's not in defense of because you weren't attacking, but like there was part of the argument about, um, time travel in mm. previous games was um obviously there were people who just sort of would do it as if they were trying to 100% the game um and that's a slightly different thing than people who kind of knew that they wouldn't be home for christmas mm. day and and so would time travel so they could go back and experience it with their villagers and things um yeah. you know at other times and so for me i'm i'm i i um my way of playing is to absolutely just go with whatever the island it gives me or you know to pick from the selection it gives me and not re-roll mm. um especially when it comes to my villagers i figured i would just make friends with whoever was there and things but i think that there are people who um whose play style is very much like they have a vision of who they want to have in their island and right. and especially things like you can get animals to move out but it can feel really heartbreaking to do it because you're kind of ignoring them and you 
you or or you kind of hit them with a net a lot and <laughs> you you know when they say oh i've been thinking about moving out do you think i should and and the like, option yes. to say yes <laughs> yeah go away kind of thing like even though the game doesn't phrase it like that it can be really heartbreaking and so i completely understand why somebody might just completely want to re-roll or mm. to get their preferred fruit or to get their preferred people or to get a, a layout that feels like home, you know, I mm. get that. Oh yeah, there's, I don't think there's any wrong way to, to mm. experience it. I just find it, I find it sort of. Uh, I love anything that helps people identify themselves in games and like find roles for themselves. Or, and I think, but I don't think it's necessarily as easy as give people a creative tool and tell them to just make it. Mm. I think I think you need prompts, and I, I kind of like the way the randomization does that. The <laughs> yeah, indeed, Hamlet. Um, the the other thing I was going to mention actually because we didn't mention it at all is um, Nook Miles mm. uh, so previously Animal Crossing games as far as I understand it are basically apart from the stuff you've collected you're also collecting bells which is currency and this has another currency called Nook Miles which you get by completing functionally achievements mm-hmm. like you know plant five trees that kind of thing and uh, <laughs> a big set of them are sort of fixed and that is the game's kind of big list of stuff to do and you don't see them until you've started on a particular track Hamlet wants to show you the sights of uh, Pippington including his biceps by the way (laughs) he's like what sights they are exactly Um, and then there's also uh, what was I going to say there's also like essentially like five little tasks across the top that give smaller rewards that you know, generate a new one whenever they're completed. So, like, catch this particular kind of fish, you do that, you get another challenge. Mm. And you can just do that as long as you want to get this other currency for items and access to some special features and things. And I really like this, and I thought it was interesting as a design thing because there is a huge danger with Animal Crossing, I think, and any game that is about acquiring stuff over time, of encouraging over-investment. Mm. Um, or p- players spending time beyond what they want to or what they find fun. Yeah. And a danger there is having bottomless uh, time. Pe- I just found a citrus longhorn beetle, incidentally. Mm. Um, they live on um, on the on things, stumps. Yeah, yeah, got one. Um, and you know, if you if you consistently tell people they can they can have more if they do more they will do more and some people will do more forever and that also ties in itself with people's desire to 100% things or complete things and one thing I really like about Animal Crossing is it does kind of end day by day right if you don't time travel and you're and, you know if you do time travel that's the other danger you put yourself in is you, you can just keep going because mm. the, the you know resource nodes will refresh it will keep going Yeah. whereas uh, I really have appreciated the fact that I get to a point in, in after about an hour of play usually where the principal things of the day are done, really. Yeah. And anything else I do is just for fun or to hang out with other people or or whatever. And I think they've done a good job of incorporating this sort of achievement system into that because it's quite dangerous. Like, if you give people rotating tasks to complete or targets to grind for, some people will try and grind them all out at once. Mm. And I think the game does a good job on a few different axes of teaching you not to play that way and or, like... Not teaching you not to play that way, but like making sure that if you are playing that way, it's clear that it's optional, that it's not what's expected of you, because your island runs out of resources at a certain point in the day. Well, your island will run out of resources in terms of if you hit the trees any more times with your axe, they will fall down instead of giving you wood, or if you Mm. hit the 
the rocks too many times, it, they will either stop giving you resources or you'll kill them. Yeah. Or, you know, things like that. But also, um, in terms of the time of day, it, it very much rewards you popping back every now and again, like sort of snacking on the game. Because, yeah, that's true. Um, things like the the fish are uh, they will often uh, apart from the really common ones they'll be linked to a time of day or a particular season things like that mm. so um, you'll get bored basically of, of catching the same kind of butterfly or whatever yeah the so only... you'll log off for a bit yeah so you're kind of it, it, well it's more that the game it the game will just sort of gradually become not as entertaining to play in terms of it's not delivering those like novel little prickles of excitement and so you'll just naturally almost like emerge from the play bubble and go oh okay well i guess i'm i guess i'm done now i'll mm. check back in later but yeah yeah so i, 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 I find that like personally really makes me feel calmer with the game like and i think even though it has these like little auto refreshing rewards the rewards for them are small enough that they can kind of point you in a direction, but I don't feel the need to try and complete them or do a new one. I think because a new one populates as soon as you finish one, mm. you're not going and picking them up or something. It feels like they're there to kind of periodically reward you for stuff you'd probably be doing anyway, rather than enforcing kind of this, uh, a big, you know, a bigger daily list of things you, you must do or you wouldn't be progressing at 100% efficiency or the kinds of things people do worry about. Well, some things... I'll just open up the Nook phone because that's mm. the in-game interface menu thing. So on my on my little Nook phone apps, I've got... There's the camera, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to unlocking emotes so that I can, you know, be doing different poses and things when people come to stay and yeah, come yeah. to visit, rather. And hopefully I'll be able to, to use them on the... When I'm in camera mode as well, I'm not sure. Um, then there's the Nook Miles system, which you, you've mentioned. Um, uh, have you unlocked the Nook Miles Plus? I have, yeah. That's yeah. what I was just talking about. Oh, sorry. Yes, I was, I'm not very good at listening and playing at the same time. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so at the top is that thing that I was, uh, is an example of the thing I was saying about the, the time of day, because one of the, uh, nook plus mile things that it has come up with for me is catch a dace and that's not at this time of day Mm. when i look at my little critopedia Mm. um and so i'll know to you know i'll mentally know oh i'll I'll come back this evening and and try for that but you know i can't earn those miles now right so that's nice yeah yeah how many miles do you have at the moment how many miles do i have Mm -hmm. um i have I just spent the whole bunch, so mm. I have 6,000. Okay, I've got 4,800-something. Mm. Um, but I've been spending two grand a pop to go and visit yeah, other islands just because I wanted to... Or, you know, the randomly generated ones, just because I wanted to to get a sense of how many how much variety there was within that. And I think they're all basically dedicated to one kind of thing, aren't they? Like, they'll have one species of fruit tree only they'll mm. offer you the ability to harvest some extra ore and things and then they'll have like a, a main feature whether that's yeah that whether that's the like the bamboo island i found or they'll be maybe rainy and so you'll catch a lot of snails or you know yeah, things yeah. like that there's a rainy one they're quite themed i find mm. which is nice 
Um, what else is there? There's the DIY recipes, which is the crafting system. Have mm-hmm. we talked about that? Did you talk about it while I wasn't listening? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, not really. Is that new? So, yeah, basically, um, the crafting system previously, we didn't have one, I don't think. No. Huh. Um, well, there were ways of obtaining um, special, like, coloured versions of furniture mm. um, that was slightly more advanced. And so that was like a, a certain amount of customization. But the furniture was basically you got it wholesale. As in, not wholesale prices or anything. Mm. There wasn't a, you know, that kind of supply chain. But it was very much, you know, you would buy it from the store. You would yeah, right. receive it from from animals. You'd knock it out of trees. You'd, you mm. know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, whereas this is very much more, um, yeah, this whole, uh, you need the component pieces to, to start. Right, yeah, actually, it occurred to me that is actually a fairly major change, like... Yeah, it's massive. Mm. (laughs) I think the only bigger change I could imagine, and which hasn't happened in this, is being able to place furniture on the diagonal. Mm. That would have been... I suppose the other big one is being able to place furniture outside, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the massive change, Mm. but, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting, because previously, um, you could have things like a Stonehenge or whatever, but it was billed as a like a public works project. Mm. So you would essentially pick where it would go and then you would have to pay the bell cost mm. of it for, for a bunch of time. Or, you know, if you were hoarding money like me, immediately. <laughs> right. So, yeah, but so here you've got your you've got your tools, you've got your bug net, you've got your axe and things. You can you can craft the flimsy version that runs out after a while, after a, a number of uses. It just sort of explodes in your mm. hand. Um, or you've got the the more robust version that usually involves you know an iron nugget um, and the the mm. flimsier version that you craft. Um, and then I'm assuming that later there's the option for like a, a an indestructible thing. I'm guessing but, so, yeah. But that won't be for that a won't while. Be yet a while. Um, I have an ocarina which I built using five bits of clay that came from a rock. So do which I. Which is cool. Um, Can you illustrate? See, yeah, yours is a lot quieter than mine. I was hoping it come through your speakers, but it doesn't because you're only phone in yeah. the game. Well, I mean. Ugh. Um, there's, uh, tree branches, which you can use to make campfires. You can then build the campfire with some extra wood into a bonfire. Um, so that's really cool. What else do I have? Uh, I unlocked, um, the ability to make these little, this wooden block toy thing, which is Mm, essentially just like, yeah, little, um, shaped blocks that kids would play with off of olden days, um, and also me currently. <laughs> um, but I can build that into a bunch of stuff, like um, kind of quite crude in terms of, you know, not not hugely elaborate, um, but uh, styled kind of kiddie furniture. So mm. I can build not, not kiddie in the sense of the actual Animal Crossing theme, um, yeah, but for but, children. Yeah, like so, I could build like a, a blocky wooden chair using the wooden block toy and some extra wood, some soft wood. Um, I built the uh, the wooden block bookshelf. Um, uh, I could build a little stereo, which is very cute. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And then from some island, uh, some bottles that washed up on my beach, I've got things that are maybe a bit more. 
advance. Like if I collect three white hyacinths, three red cosmos, uh, three yellow roses, a bunch of wood and some iron nuggets, I can build a garden wagon, which is essentially like a decorative uh, wheelbarrow filled with uh, flowering plants that I've been hmm. able to put outside and, and That's decorate. Cool using um so but yeah that you you can only do that if you have the recipes though it's not a case of so i think even though i've given you this potted ivy you won't be able to make it for yourself until you access the recipe however you yeah i think that's nice because it kind of preserves the sort of luck collecting aspect in a game with a crafting system Mm. like it's sort of rather than it being you know once you have the materials you can make anything you you can combine them into or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was also going to say, and this is maybe a small thing, but mm-hmm. um, I really like a lot, like a lot of care has been spent on this. Like it's really, really clear how, how user friendly it's intended to be and also how kid friendly it's intended to be. Like mm. um, one thing that's really fun about it is uh, it doesn't mention Nintendo anywhere. It's, it's, this is a game by Nook Inc. Mm. Um, or an experience by Nook Inc. You know, it, it, it boots into basically a cold open, um, and um, if you go to the settings from the main menu, it is effectively a sort of dream sequence where Tom Nook tells you to get your mum and dad because you could break the game here. Because <laughs> it's, it's everything to do with, like, you know, save, moving saves around and stuff like that. Um, and so that's all all lovely. And one, th- one area, I think, where the care is really evident is it's really careful not to overwhelm you with notifications. And I think this is a really interesting point because mm-hmm. it uses iPhone, smartphone, you know, design language for its little mobile app uh, system which makes a lot of sense because it's super familiar and it makes you know in, in instant visual sense but don't come into my house I do um, but it is also super careful not to overload you with uh, like too many notifications at once or mm. too many different things that could be sitting waiting for your attention and yeah. I say this partly because I have been playing quite a lot of Call of Duty recently <laughs> and weirdly Call of Duty is terrible for this and like people feeling anxious because they have unread notifications on app things is a is a real legit thing it makes me uncomfortable it makes loads of people uncomfortable with you know just feeling at home in an area and Call of Duty is nightmarish for it mm. um, because, you know, if one of your guns has a sticker unlocked somewhere deep in its customization tree, the whole weapons menu is going to have a big green, you haven't seen everything in here yet yeah. thing on it. And so it's an active, like, I don't know, it's, it makes me despair, basically. I think the, is only, amazing. Well, the only thing that it does here is your little phone icon in the top left will be blue, but it'll only bing once. Yeah. To let you know that there is something extra, but you know, and I've never felt the pressure to. I think to it's really, it, yeah. I think it's a combination of factors, including the fact that its menus aren't very deep, so there's mm. there's you don't have that thing of like, oh god, it's in here somewhere, and I've forgotten how to use it. It's it's really nicely done. This is a lovely house, by the way. Do you want to talk people through what you can see? There's wooden block toys on the floor. There's some sort of uh, bug bowl. That's bowl. a um, it's a porcelain bowl containing a goldfish. Excellent. I think you'll find. Excellent. <laughs> Um, there's a little flower in a cardboard box. There's a nice... I like this ovoid table. I would have mm. one of these for my own place. It's a wooden low table. I can yeah. build you one if you'd like. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good, but thank you. That's, very, that's a kind <laughs> thought. Um, there's... Oh, this little kitchen table kind of thing, though, like this. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good. There's a little bookcase like that as well. With And you've, you've, done, a, you've done a tasteful job of using uh, this, this uh, little cuttlefish or squid house as... Uh, 
A shelf. As a shelf, that's good. That you find yourself using you at shitloads of these things. Mm. Um, yeah, what a what a place. It's an infestation, nice. basically. And um, you've got no bed. Oh no no no! This isn't a house for sleeping. This is a house for my um, my orchid mantis to mm. live in. <laughs> um, that's what's on top of the bookcase. But oh way. wow, yeah, it is. Mm. And then on the on top of the squid tank is a little terrarium that a friend also called Chris gifted me via the postal system, Excellent. which is so cute. That is cute. The only thing that I'm kind of annoyed about in the postal system is that I can't post anything to people unless I've visited their islands. So I actually have a lot of friends whose islands I haven't managed to sync up to visit because if you open up your island to visitors it stops you from doing certain things. Mm. So you can't just leave it open and and let people turn up because it means you can't sell things. It means you can't rearrange furniture. It means you can't, you know, do certain things. And so that becomes kind of annoying after a while. So you can only really leave your your island open for for a little bit. And I think for preference, I would have liked the option to be able to make it that people could come anytime and it just be, you know, nice because I'm only adding people that I, I like and trust. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff put in place to try and make mm. that experience as safe as it can be. But I, yeah, I agree. It's sort of, it's tilted towards the danger that social interaction might be negative yeah. rather than the possibility that it's probably going to be good. Mm. I think the only thing that has thrown me so far with it, I think the only negative experience I've had with it is. It, it, one thing it doesn't do, which I would just say if anyone starts playing it and they're in my position not really being a pro Animal Crossing, uh, player. Yeah, as you've you had are, the benefit of being able to just wander downstairs questions. and yeah. say, Pip, why is this happening? Right. But one thing I didn't realize, like, is that, um, the rocks you have on your island are effectively resource nodes mm-hmm. there to be kind of tapped every day. Mm-hmm. And there's a little, like, early on a character told me that if I ate fruit, I would get super strong. And if I was got, if I was super strong, I could even break rocks. And so I just assumed that's what you did. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that breaking the rocks was like in Minecraft or another crafting game, how you got all the resources out of them. Mm-hmm. Mining, basically. Um, and this isn't the case. This actually destroys the rock and prevents you from having access to that resource node until it uh, comes back and rocks come back uh, rate i think you i think you have about six on your island and they come back at a rate of one a day i now know so it'll take me i destroyed all but two of mine so it's gonna take me a better part of a week to get back up to like you know what i should have basically and that like that and this is not a, a complaint but it's sort of interesting now i understand the game's logic that you can remove stuff if you want, but the only reason you would do that is because you wanted to put something there or it was mm. cosmetically, you know, not right for your island. Like, that makes sense to me when it comes to chopping down trees and things particularly, but I think the rock thing isn't particularly well communicated because breaking rocks for resources is so common in other games like this. Mm. I think... Um... Yeah, it's an interesting one because partly I knew about that stuff. I think I didn't... Or I, I do know how much of Animal Crossing's mechanics are sort of almost muscle memory at this point because I found myself, for example, digging a set of holes which you need to dig to make sure that you can get the most resources out of a rock. It's a complicated thing to explain yeah. verbally, but visually it's really it's, easy. It's, it's kind Google of, it if you know. you're interested. But. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would call it... It's, it's effectively using holes to form a barrier that lets you kind of like animation cancel the knockback from hitting a rock with a spade mm, which yeah. makes it sound that like you're playing street fighter 
which um, is as good a testament to any that it is possible to be a hardcore Animal Crossing player. Like, when you showed me that, I was like, oh, I'm a huge nab. And you showed me how to be less of a massive nab. <laughs> but it's also things like, I was showing you things like, um, so here's another thing. I hope people won't think it's a spoiler. It might just be a nice thing. But because it's, it works better with two people is um, if you want to collect um, mole crickets and things, um, what you do is you walk around the island until you can hear chirping quite loudly and then you go to where it's the loudest and then you dig and then that will hopefully unearth a mole cricket and then the you know the if you're playing solo you immediately then switch to your net and try and catch it but it was really nice to be able to like tell to show you and to Mm. dig it up and then for you to be ready with your net so that you could get something cool out of it that was really nice yeah it is nice it sort of gently rewards co-op because there isn't actually like any like co-op specific activities and things that are slightly easier and it is just about Mm. sharing stuff which is nice yeah it's nice basically i'm just gonna make a little hopscotchy kind of area if you want to about to if you want to come and jump, I am by um, the tent on the east side of the island, on where the, way. the tire seat is. Oh, I see. Good idea. So, yeah. <laughs> and see if we can run this hopscotch course. Oh, no, maybe not. No, maybe not. Maybe if I do it as diagonals, that would be... Mm. Let's see... Um, yeah, we're trying to use the, um, to exploit the, the jumping idea by putting holes (laughs) as a kind of diagonal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just using it as like a little playground. And that's the thing, it kind of rewards this, I don't know, this little creativity and you just figure it out like when I didn't I well I still don't have emotes and things and that meant that when somebody came to the island all I could do was run in circles when I was excited or you know yeah, when which I is a lot to, like real life actually <laughs> when I wanted to show them something you know like if I wanted them to look at a gift I dropped on the ground I would you know open up the little voice typing box I would type gift and then I would run excitedly round the gift until they came over and looked at it and picked it up so, you know, that's been really nice. Um, yeah. Well, we've been running around and jumping over little holes and talking about Animal Crossing for almost an hour now. Oh, wow. So do you have any sort of, uh, I guess, closing thoughts on mm. New Horizons other than it's just really nice? <laughs> I think um, I I think it's the best in the series so far and I love it it's beautiful it's properly beautiful I think that the experience of going to other people's islands like I get why Nintendo are as cautious as they are but I think that's kind of the weak link for me at the moment Mm. is the fact that you know if somebody wants to come visit it, you know, you have to sit through a, a loading process while things, I assume, sync up and, and you know, while things save properly and it makes mm. sure that your island's maybe a bit more protected or, you know, like there's there's clearly processes happening, but it, it feels like a longer wait than is entirely comfy. Yeah. And then if anyone else joins the island, like if you're having a bigger party, you've got to sit through that every time someone arrives and every time someone leaves. Yeah. So something like that I'm hoping is either will 
ease over time if they figure out, you know, ways of streamlining it, or mm. maybe like it just won't be a pain, you know, because you yeah. just get used to it. But, um, but other than that, like it's kind of, I tell you something, the timing is so, it's spectacular. Like mm. it, I have had moments where I was just like, in my island with friends and it's such a privileged thing to to have access to it really is but i'm beyond grateful for being being able to do it because it's so lonely right now um sorry that was supposed to be a happier thing (laughs) but yeah it's like i'm so grateful to have access to it and to be part of a community of of people who play the same way or mm. like are interested in it too because yeah you know being able to visit them and have people send random terrariums and pears and you know that kind of stuff is lovely really lovely yeah i don't Sorry. think there's, there's more to say <laughs> than that Maybe we'll check in again in a, in yeah. a week or in a month. Or and I know that both of the, the Toms are, are, are playing, so we'll see if we can find out how they've been getting on as well. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, thank you for for sharing Animal Crossing with me, Pip. It's a pleasure. I'm sorry I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need a Seth goodbye pod or something mm. for my for an exit. I think but it might be time to say this. goodbye pod. Oh yes, a goodbye there's pod. A, there's an extra joke here we didn't get, but we yeah. just got it, so that's good. Okay, great. Great. Good work, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>